So just to let you guys know that although we introduced this podcast as being an Epcot focused <laughs> review show, it didn't turn. We didn't read a single Epcot review. Um, it we got hijacked. It got hijacked by we, me. Yeah. <laughs> we started talking about Galaxy's Edge. We started talking about the vision for Epcot. We started talking about Bob Chapek, Bob Iger, Imagineering in general, Universal, um, Universal's Epic about, yeah. Universe. Basically, a, a, a good parks catch up that we haven't done in, in quite a while. So um, Epcot reviews will be happening. We will be reading those in the next few weeks. But yeah, this show is a little different. But I, I think we both enjoyed recording it. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get into the main intro now, which isn't actually the intro. So yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Theme Park Trainer Podcast with your hosts Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week we are going back to Epcot, unlike Bob Chapek, who's demolishing it. <laughs> calm down, Ryan. Calm down. Bob, why? <laughs> and we're reading out poor reviews of Epcot, but from Google. So these are reviews that we've not seen before. Uh, last time we did a two-parter two years ago for the 35th anniversary, and that was using TripAdvisor. So, yeah, um, how this works is basically, if you've not heard one of these shows before, we find a great theme park or a great ride or attraction or restaurant that we think is great anyway, and we read our guests' worst reviews for it because they're always pretty stupid and funny. <laughs> so, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. So yeah, this week I originally intended on going through my full plan for next month now. Oh, oh. oh. Now, it's, now it's September. Yeah. Oh. But I've still got two more days of fast passes to book. Yeah. So I wanted to wait until I'd done that. So next week's show will be the plan with updated restaurants, fast right. passes, little things that I didn't reveal last next time. Next week? Think so? Depends if we have a guest. It does depend if we have a guest, yeah. Maybe the week <laughs> after. Yeah, maybe the week after. We'll see. It's we'll coming see. up, though. Yeah, it's definitely coming up. Yeah. Um, much like my honeymoon. There you go. Yeah. See? See what we did there? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because of all the changes that they announced at D23, go listen to last week's episode if you want to hear all about that. We thought it'd be cool to revisit Epcot, which is my favourite park, as all of you listening will know. And if you don't, where have you been? It's news to me. The sounds you're about to hear is me slapping Dan around the face. <laughs> Hold on, I just need to pause to have just a slurp, a slurp of your coffee. It's not pumpkin spice though. I mean, you're on, you know, you're off brand here, Ryan. Still Starbucks. <laughs> I'm actually going into town after this, so what, to to get your hit. I may have to do that. I don't. 
I don't want to have more than, say, two a week. Okay, well, I mean, you've already had two. I know, so. but it's opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. opening These weekend. rules sound a little bit flexible, right? <laughs> well, my thinking is, it's opening weekend, also... Well, that's the only excuse I need, really. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you the other... re- need, really need an excuse, part, you know. The reason we found out they were ridiculously high in sugar. Well, yeah, because I, I took it into work on um, Friday, the, like one of the hot ones, and they did a calculation on the sugar contents, contents and it's apparently two full-fat Coca-Cola cans <laughs> worth of sugar. So it's like, it's probably a good job I'm only having one or two a week. Yeah, yeah, um... Because I mean, full fat coke is not that healthy at the best of times, and yet two, let alone two cans of the stuff. And then add on to the fact that I'm diabetic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird a good combination. In in the states, because you're walking so much mm-hmm. and you're burning so many calories. I mean, you'll remember from last year, my blood's go down quite a lot of the time, yeah. and I have to inject far less for a PSL over there, even though it's more sugary over there. Right. Okay. Because of all the energy you're burning through walking and. Just general excitement. <laughs> excitement sweats. Run, run, running around Magic Kingdom. Ah! <laughs> uh, let's get into some reviews. Well, d- before we do that, yeah. do we want to say anything about Galaxy's Edge? What about Galaxy's Edge? Well, it's opened. It has it's opened. It's open, Ryan. It's there. It has opened. And it's alive. Know, and there's been so many, many people on Twitter saying it's a failure already. Yeah, I mean, there's one particular site, isn't there? That there is one particular site. All it seems to want to do is... Put Disney of, down. Yeah, pick holes in it. Um, which, I mean, I was, you know, on the opening day, it was ridiculously busy, and there were five-hour queues mm-hmm. for Smuggler's that wasn't, Run. That wasn't as good as Flight of Passage when it opened Well, oh, I know. But, I mean, obviously, they, they still limited the number of people into the land, didn't they? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think there's several um, contributing factors here. So yeah. there's, there's a few sites, one in particular... That's basically saying Galaxy's Edge is a failure. Yeah. And um, there's an interesting backstory behind all of this, actually, which I've been informed in during the week. So I'm glad you brought Galaxy's Edge up. <laughs> um, so first things first, the, the, the ride capacity per hour mm-hmm. for Smuggler's Run is higher than Flight of Passage. Right, okay. So that's I, one so thing I saw that, some people saying that, yeah. like, whether it did or not, but no, no sort yeah. of like confirmation. Secondly... <clears throat> When Flight of Passage first opened, uh, I think they, they've got four theatres, I want to say, okay. in total. Uh, obviously, they're, they're massive. I think it's four. And I want to say that around opening, most of the time, it was only one or two that were actually working properly. Mm-hmm. So that's another so massive contributing factor. Capacity, yeah. Reduces the capacity even further. The other thing is, um, from what I've heard, the cast members on Smuggler's Run are on it. Yeah, like they're getting people in, moving really yeah. quickly. I mean, the thing is, obviously, they, they've had... They've seen what how it it operates in in Disneyland in California, haven't they? Right. Yeah. So they should know. They should have ironed out a lot of the kinks mm. that they would have experienced over there. Exactly. I think another, another few factors here. Uh, the hurricane, which is thankfully looked like it's going to pass. Yeah, it looks like it's way. Yeah, and it's hard to tell at the moment, isn't it? It's still kind of. It still could. It, it could but, still. Yeah, but at the minute it's looking okay. Yeah. That's put that puts people off for the weekend. Yeah. Especially locals. Um, and um, as you said, boarding parties. When boarding parties are in play, if the ride's going to be over three hours, what's the point in a boarding party? Yeah. So I think that's playing a part as well. You've had people saying that the transition from one land into, into the next is, is stupid and it, you know, it shouldn't be there. To me, so I've seen a video where someone is standing in the middle of Galaxy's Edge and Toy yeah. Story Land and pans to the left and you can see Galaxy's Edge. 
pans to the right, you can see Buzz Lightyear. And I'm thinking, that's that's I can see the concern in, in some respects. I can see the concern. But I tell you what has heightened my excitement for this land more than anything else. And it's a video that Donald showed me last night. And it was this guy. He wasn't filming Galaxy's Edge. He was filming himself walking in. Mm-hmm. Probably in his late 50s. And he is... He walks in and he just goes, oh my God, like wow. And then he starts crying <laughs> because he's such a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. To, see, to see it in to see it face to face. Face to face. Yeah. It, it was such a, like a, a hard-hitting hmm. moment for him that he started crying. Yeah, because there are so, so many hardcore fans of Star Wars. And yeah. So many. Yeah. And they've grown up with it. They've lived with it for 40, 50 years. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's over 40 years uh, now. Yeah. It's 77. So. Yeah, so it'd be... So it's yeah. 42 years now. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so to see those moments, for me, let's not focus on the land transitions, because at the end of the day, when you're in the land, when you're actually in the land, yeah. you can't see Buzz Lightyear. Exactly. And I know, yeah, maybe if you stand on a, cer- a certain box at a certain position, you can see Slink- Slinky Dog in the background. But you're looking for that. Yeah, you're specifically looking for that. It's like, you know, yes, they could have tried to, like in um, Diagon Alley in... Mm in um, Universal. Universal Studios. Yeah. You know, they have like a wall, literally you can't see out of it. They could have done something like that, but do they really need to? I don't think so. Like, and I think... Especially as it's the exit. The, yeah, the main is. The main entrance, you have to go through the tunnel and it kind of bends, doesn't yeah. it, I think? And, and, and I think, yeah. I think, yes, they are using the exit as an entrance as well. They are at now. At the moment. Well, they are now, aren't they? Yeah. But they weren't originally. No. But whether it's because it's a little bit quieter at the moment, yeah. Potent- because of the factors I think we've spoken about, yeah. they have opened it up. Yeah, and I, and I think I'm not... That's not going to ruin my, my experience on Batuu. No, I mean... I'll be honest. I mean, these people sort of slating it, I don't... You don't... Why what are you gaining from why, that? Yeah, why are you slating it? There's nothing to... Like, if it's not as busy, that's a good thing, because then yeah. you can go and enjoy the attractions that are there. Yeah, I, you know, I know Bob Chappick isn't particularly liked and you know what I don't think he's the greatest person in charge of um, the parks that we've ever seen mm-hmm. far from it now whether the budget cuts are coming from him or higher than him I don't know Yeah. but you know I agree with his comments on saying wait time doesn't mean that the land has been a success or not exactly um, it's not about that for them and it's about at the end of the day is the land making money and he's yeah. not going to say it, that is it bringing more business in but it, it is you know it, it clearly is Yeah. and I, for one, am more excited about visiting this land in October mm-hmm. than I was a week ago because I know I'm not, hopefully, not going to have to wait five hours to get on the ride. <laughs> exactly. You, know? you can enjoy it more, I, can't Exactly. You? I can enjoy it. You know what? If it's busy, I can get at a boarding party. I can come back later. Yeah. And I know I'm not going to be waiting crazy times. And, yeah. and I'm, I am much happier going into that land than I was, say, Toy Story Land, which was mental. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, not... not not really worth it. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, Slink, it looks, Slinky Dog's a really... Slinky Dog's I, great. I enjoy Slinky Dog, and obviously Midway Mania is a great ride. Agreed. Uh, obviously... The land itself, if, though... If, if they brought out that land with Midway Mania as a brand new ride, it would have been amazing. But considering mm. you've only got Slinky Dog and then Ass... Yeah. Which is okay. But it's not it's, a bad it's family not, ride. No, it's not a bad family ride. Um, it's better than I thought it was going to be. But... It's still yeah. not great. It's still not great. Um, you 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 do well. It do well at Alton Towers. Yeah. Um, but the the problem I've got with that land is isn't the necessarily the ride. It's how cheap it it, it feels put together. Right. Like paint was chipping off. Of it was already. Wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
there's no there's no seating areas for there's no you've got a little quick service location but it's so small and, and yeah. hardly any seats I know they're now building a restaurant in Toy Story Land but it feels like that should have been there from day one it and those feel, are the yeah. kind of cuts that Disney are making that I don't really see why yeah it does feel like it should have been there for day one obviously it's good that they're expanding it agreed now. yeah yeah you know it's good that they're not just leaving it and saying well this job done mm. um but yeah, you would have liked to see like how have they not done like a toy owls toy barn and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know? yeah, there's no shop, is there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know it kind of it doesn't fit in with yeah. Toy Story. It doesn't fit in with the idea, but you know, who cares? Ha- who cares really? Is yeah. it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I don't think people care yeah, that much about. I think Star Wars is a different story. Yeah, people care about that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't go through Toy Story Land and think, oh yeah, this is Andy's backyard. It's no. like it doesn't really feel like a backyard anyway. No, like, I, I think the whole design of the land is pretty poor. It's honest. just kind of like it. You know, oh that's that's Andy's lunchbox, and you know, yeah. every, I just you know, I get, I get, I'm oh I'm shrunk down to the size of a toy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Fine. I don't. I don't picture it as Andy's backyard. No, no. So I, I think that's because the theming isn't great. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah. So the interesting part behind, and I don't know how much of this is confirmed, but what I've heard and, and been talking about um, things with other um, theme park fans in the community is the guy behind the the chief Imagineer behind Batu, Galaxy's right. Edge, has quit. Okay. Um, now, what I've heard is that it was his decision to base um, Galaxy's Edge in the new trilogy, despite many people within Imagineering and Disney wanting it to take place on, say, someone like Tatooine in the old trilogy. Right. Um, I don't think it's... Although it's going really well, I don't think it's necessarily gone as well as they would have liked in terms of the money, that they, especially in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he apparently has stepped down Apparently. Right, okay. And has joined Michael Alio. Alio? Alio? I'm not sure. From Universal. He's in charge of Halloween Horror Nights. Right, okay. Patrick came to the event instead of him. Right, okay. So he apparently, apparently, nothing, none of this is confirmed, is that he, Michael Alio, I never know how to say his last name, <laughs> has been promoted to be in charge of I've seen, Epic Universe. Well, that's not... That's not apparently that is that's the case, that is right? The yeah. case, isn't it? Yeah, because he t- he tweeted about that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how pleased he is about that. Um, <laughs> he likes he likes doing what he does. Sure, I mean, surely if it's like a promotion, you could say no. I'm, I want to stay. Well, where I, I don't am. know. We well, don't know. You would have thought, but but yeah. So he so apparently the chief imaginary on Galaxy's Edge has now quit Disney. Yeah. and is joining Michael at Epic Universe's creation. Right. Okay. Which is an interesting turn of events. It is. I mean, it could just be he wants to work on a brand new park. Yeah. You know, you can't. And he's got Galaxy's Edge behind you. Like, what, realistically, that is what are Disney going to be doing? It's a fantastic land. It looks yeah. amazing. It does. It Like, the level of detail they've gone to is insane. Yeah, yeah. From what I've seen. Um, so, I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't call it a failure. Um, I wouldn't either. You know, I think it feels like... The choice to go with the new trilogy it feels like a, a it feels like a better option in terms of like future kind of films and stuff like that. Like instead of basing it on a forty year old film, mm. base it on the brand new films that kids are growing up with now. Mm. I'm still of the opinion that we have three we have three Star Wars oh, lines, right? Completely. There's three there's three trilogies. Yeah. I still have the opinion that's what they should have done. Yeah. Because I would have gone you know, yes, I'm still planning on going to Disneyland at some point, but I would be much more inclined to, t- to travel over to Disneyland mm-hmm. if I knew that I could fight General Grievous 
and yeah, Darth Maul. If you, if you, it's just it goes back to that thing of if there's more unique experiences at each of the parks, then you're more likely to go to each of the parks, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, I've heard strong rumours that Disneyland Paris's Galaxy's Edge is going to be Tatooine. Right, okay. Um, that's the strong, that, that's certainly what I've heard. It would make sense. I don't think the space is as big. Do you think that's... Because obviously Disneyland as a whole gets a lot of local visitors, don't, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, do you reckon that's because... Or they, they've kept it as the same between Disney World and Disneyland because Disneyland is just... You know, it keeps it, it ticks over with its, all its local visitors. Yeah, it yeah. does get international traffic, but not as much as Disney World. Yeah. So they can save money by just doing the same because mm. they know that they're not going to draw a huge number of people over to Disneyland because yeah. of Star Wars. I mean, Whereas something like Disneyland, Disneyland doesn't Paris, even get advertised to us over here. Exactly. Disneyland Paris does, along mm. with Disney World. So they want to kind of draw people into both I mean, parts. for me, that would make sense. Because I think there's, you get, certainly in the UK, you get a lot of people that go to both Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will go to both parks every yeah. couple of years. Yeah, it's just it's just how it happens. So for me, if they announced Tatooine, I'd be very excited by that. Um, could could I see it happening? Possibly, but then they're going to have to create at least one brand new attraction because mm. you can't be fighting the um, with alongside the Resistance if you're on Tatooine. Exactly. I mean, Smuggler's Run could work. I don't, I don't know the story. Obviously, they can change the storyline, can't they? Quite yeah. easier than they can do to introduce a brand new ride system. If they just copy and paste the ride system, but change the film yeah. to fit with... Realistically, I think... Yeah. Um, a new hope-based storyline. Disneyland Paris, I think, will get half the budget. I think it'll get cut left, right and centre, and I think we'll only get Smuggler's Run. Right, OK. I don't think we'll get Rise of the Resistance in Paris. Well... If it's based in Tatooine, it wouldn't make sense. But no, yeah. well, that's the excuse I use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll probably get a better cantina. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard the music for the can- for Ogre's Cantina? I haven't. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's absolutely. I thought brilliant. you were going to say it's rubbish. Then <laughs> no, no. I, and um, they do have. I'll show you after the after recording, but it's on Spotify for those listening, and um, they do have a rendition of the do 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 do. It's not quite like that though, um, right? Okay, but it is good. It's it's influenced by yeah. Oh, yeah. very heavily. So um, so yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it obviously opened this week for us yeah. recording. Last week for you listening, or way in the past if you're listening further down the line. Yeah. Um, but I am more excited than ever to be visiting in October. Yes, I'm going to be getting up for two six a.m. starts, but <laughs> I've got th- at the moment I have three. We're getting into the po- uh, podcast a couple of weeks' time, but I've got three reservations for Ogre's Cantina. Nice. Uh, cantina, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, one in the morning, one in the, at lunchtime, and one in the evening, Yeah. currently. And I, I know there's not going to be too much, much difference, and I may end up cancelling one or two of them, depending yeah. on whether I feel like I've got my full experience or not. Mm-hmm. You may as well keep them for the time being. For the time being, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting over the coming weeks and months to see how the queues develop because obviously you know you've got the as as we said you've got the hurricane at the moment is yeah. it going to is it going to pick up say next weekend once the hurricane's passed is it going to pick up in December when rise of the resistance opens I think it will I think that's you what know. people are waiting for um <laughs> certainly if I hadn't booked you know in the UK it's it's yeah. a bit trickier to move holidays yeah it is um I mean then, we could have done it but yeah for Americans, it's going to be a little bit easier. Obviously, we know they don't get a huge amount of holiday time. Yeah. So, obviously, they need to pick and choose when they go. Mm. So, if you had to choose between going opening weekend or going 
three months later yeah. when Rise of the Resistance, Rise of the Resistance is, open. is open, you're probably going to choose that. Yeah, and you know what? If I hadn't already booked my trip, I would have moved my trip. Yeah. You know, by booked my trip, I've booked, I booked all my restaurants almost four months ago. Yeah. So it's a right faff to try and yeah exactly all that and, so. and you know and you know what I'm going back to Walt Disney World if it's not next year it'll be the year after mm-hmm. I may do a, like a little flying visit if, if I have the time and money yeah just to even if it's for a weekend just to do Rise of the Resistance mm-hmm. and Halloween Horror Nights maybe because it's the 30th anniversary next year right okay yeah, yeah, yeah so I could pop along and do a long weekend there you go um, you know because Universal's great but I could go to Disney World for the day mm-hmm. come back to Halloween Horror Nights at night yeah you know yeah um so yeah, Rise, um, Galaxy's Edge is open on both coasts now, and um, guests seem most guests seem to be loving it. Yeah, um, you know, there's experiences there that I'm not interested in. Um, lights, build a lightsaber, I think would be really cool, but it's, getting it home is one problem. It's difficult, isn't it? And the second problem is I could probably buy a lightsaber that I liked more from another online store. Yeah, it it does look like a really good experience to do, but yeah, for international guests, it is difficult. To yeah. Them home. Yeah, and and you know what? I know I know plenty of stores where I can buy a decent replica lightsaber. Yeah. Um, yeah. that will get delivered to me, and I'll be able to frame quite easily. Mm-hmm. So for me, as you said, as much as the experience would be cool, I'm going to save my two hundred dollars. And and the builder droid, I have no interest in uh, at all. No. And not, not me. Reports are, from a lot of people are saying they're breaking quite quickly. Oh, okay. Um, whether or not that's true, obviously you get more people complaining about breakages, and you get people saying, "Of course, I've had yeah. it for a week now, and it's great." Yeah. Um, but again, it's not really something I'm that interested in. Um, so Ogre's Cantina, or Olga's Cantina, as a lot of people are mistakenly calling it, <laughs> um, I've got three reservations for because it's a Star Wars cantina and there's uh, alcohol involved. Nice. Well, of course, you're going to be there. Going to be there. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I'll be in the I'll be in the general merchandise shops yeah. buying a lot of stuff. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah. And did you see all the stuff with the TSA and the Coke bottles? Yes. So that's that that's been crazy this week, but. The TSA have confirmed yeah. that you will not get pulled up on um, having those limited edition um, Star Wars grenade uh, Coca-Cola <laughs> bottles. As long as so, if you're carrying them in your backpack, make sure the the bottles are empty. That's the that's the advice right, okay. because it's liquid. Yeah, right? so yeah. no no different to anything else. Yeah. If you're carrying them in your suitcase and it's being checked into the hold, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so that's officially confirmed by the TSA. There were lots of uh, umming and ahhing. I think it's because there was one DM between the TS- TSA and someone. That yeah, said, somebody, they did like an R- a- AMA, didn't they? And somebody asked and they said no. Yeah, and but they didn't really do any like, but, investigation. Yeah, because I mean, people had already reported. I've, you know, I've seen people on Twitter saying, well, I brought mine back with no problem. Yeah. It's kind of like, you think, well, you could just take the bottle cap off. Or if you had it in your back, in your backpack, you would have thought they could open it up and they would see... It's an empty bottle. Mm. It says Coca Cola on it, mm. and it's empty. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna. Yeah, and, and that's that's obviously the case, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, it's just it's just it's a bit of common sense, really, isn't yeah. it? You know? So, so, so you know, surprisingly, um, both Donna and myself were actually really looking forward to getting those. I, and, I am as well, <laughs> and bringing them back. Yeah. And we we were both disappointed at the start of last week to hear yeah. that we couldn't. Um, but now we're obviously really happy and. We were actually going to buy them on our first trip to Batu and just keep them in the room for three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. throw them away uh, if we had to not bring them back. <laughs> but we can bring them back. Um, yeah, which is great. I see. I'm gonna like I I I don't drink fizzy drinks. You know that. Yeah. But I'm gonna buy them all anyway. Yeah. And, I don't know if I'll know. buy them all. 
I think I'll get um, maybe the Sprite and the Coca Cola. Right. Okay. But the the um, what's the other Dasani water remember. looks a bit pants. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get the Dasani water, mm. but I think I'll get the three because there's three thermal detonators. Is it is it Diet Coke, Coke and Sprite? It might be. I'm yeah. not sure. I can't remember. I can't remember what the middle one is. I know there's Coke and there's Sprite. Yeah. I can't remember what the middle. And one they've is. got like a roaming Coca Cola cart with a droid in the front now. I don't know if you've seen that, but that that looks pretty awesome. I have to say. Um, so, so yeah, um, that was Galaxy's Edge, now open. Uh, should we get into the Epcot? Yeah, I okay. kind of sidetracked that a little bit, didn't I? Yeah, but that's good, because I think yeah. um, we're both super excited to visit Galaxy's Edge. Exactly, and it's, and it's, it's on point. It's a massive it? opening for Hollywood Studios and Disney yeah. World as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely breathes, breathes a lot of life into Hollywood Studios. Much um, needed life as well. Yeah, like there's literally only, is there only one thing closed now, which is... Um, Great Moon Variety, which Moon never should have closed. <laughs> which which is now opening which is going to be opening in spring 2020 well, it was supposed to be spring 2019 but let's leave that one shall yeah. we chapek yeah yeah twat <laughs> um yeah I, I do think that the greatest loss Walt Disney World has had over the last 10 years is the great movie ride yeah I think it was a good it was a great loss um, all they needed to do is replace the scenes yeah with Disney IPs absolutely which could, I, would have been yeah. easy yeah, I think um, I think they could have easily introduced the Mickey Mouse ride into another location, especially in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, get rid of the Frozen Theater for for God's sake, you know. Yeah, I mean, there. there's places that it could have gone. Actually. Even Indiana Jones, I would have been happy if it had gone there. Yeah, what just replaced tear down the um, yeah. Theater. As much as I love the show, yeah. If a new ride's going in, you know, Great Movie Ride is such it was such an iconic, unique attraction, mm-hmm. and it did fit very well in the location of the Chinese Theater, but given that it's a Theater. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a cinema, isn't it? So, so yeah, it was such a good ride. I think if there was one ride I could ride again, it would be that. Mm. Um, close with um, the original Figment, but yeah. I was I was a kid when I went on that last. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm looking forward to the new ride. I'm looking forward to to I am, seeing what I'm they're going to do with it. I'm more interested in the technology than I am Mickey's right the cartoon it, style. I don't yeah. like it very much. But I think I yeah I'm I am looking forward to it though. I think um, I'm sure it'll be great. But, but yeah, I think. It would have, yeah. Great movie ride would have been a good one to keep. And that ride fits better at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Given it's Mickey Mouse at the um, end of the day, yeah. you know, and as you know, it's fit, it's in Toontown and Disneyland. Mm. So that that says a lot to me about where it should be yeah. in Disney World. Yes, I know we don't have a Toontown anymore. No, but I think... but I mean, to be honest, there was going to be a theatre going into Main Street. There was. It could have gone in there. It could have. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe there's space issues, but it could have gone in Main Street, and I, I think, think it would have fit really well. Yeah, I think they could have found space, and yeah, I mean, it does fit. It's the first ever Mickey Mouse-based attraction. Yeah. Why would you not put it in Magic Kingdom? <coughs> yeah, I think the biggest shame for me is that the attraction doesn't take you on a journey of Mickey Mouse animation. I right. think that would have been really cool. Or through the years. Yeah, not even necessarily through the years, but like have different styles at different points in the ride. Right, okay. I think that would have been really nice. Mm. I get why they've done the new, they've used a new style, but at the same time, I think it would have been really cool to have lots of different styles popping up, mm-hmm. and you know maybe you know maybe you take a journey through um, Yen Sid's hat, and it all, all you know kind of all goes wrong in Full Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the transition. You know that yeah, it's I mean, it's easy. How Imagineering not doing this? Who's who's not? Maybe they did, and, and Chappet was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, there's the. Um, there's a 3D film, or 4D film, isn't there, in uh, Epcot, uh, the Pixar short film festival. 
Oh yeah, don't remind me of that. That's good. Like it's that. not good. It is good. Okay, what part of that? What part of that attraction is is original? The the um, no, that's the not original. How that, is that not original? Well, I mean, it's... that was released alongside Frozen. But it's four D. Yeah, I saw it. I, yeah, but I saw it in three D. I've never seen that before. Really? It, yeah. It, I yeah, thought it, it was designed for that ride. No, it, it was not? it was the oh, short okay. before Frozen. Okay. And I saw it in three D, and it was amazing, and it's still amazing, and it's even better in four D. Yeah. But it's not original. Oh, okay. They're all just oh, okay. shorts that have existed before right. films. Yeah, I mean that that attraction, that thing as a whole, shouldn't really exist. I no. thought that first bit was designed for the attraction. No. So that's my mistake. Um, but yeah, the other the other sort of shorts are a bit unnecessary. But yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> it's it's a shame. You know what? I, I'm, the more we're talking, the more I think we should save that cotton to another time because <laughs> I don't think half hour is going to do it justice. <laughs> I think this might just be a general... general chit-chat. General, like, theme park catch-up chit-chat, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, my problem with, with the, with the um, Pixar shorts and the, and the Disney short mm. is that it's not original. I don't understand why they wouldn't keep Captain EO in there until they had a, a, fit, a fitting replacement. Wow. Michael Jackson's never been convicted. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily my reason. And Captain EO the, my, certainly hasn't been. My reason was that it's, it's very, it was very dated. Yeah, but, but I get it. But then Frozen came out, what, 2012? Uh, okay. Maybe, okay, 2013, like something like yeah. that. It's, it's been a while, hasn't 14, it? Maybe 14. Um, but even so, that short is old now. Yeah, but it, it is a very good short. I agree, I agree. And yeah. you know what, the only reason I go into that is for that first short. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the other Pixar shorts again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the thing I don't really like about that attraction is that it, that it doesn't change the sh- Pixar shorts. No. You know, no, fine. Don't. The Mickey Mouse short is brilliant and I, and I would see, I, I went in there multiple times, I say multiple times, twice, mm. when we were there in May mm. um, and I will go again, again when we're there in next May um, to see that short because it is really, really good. Yeah. Um, but the other ones I've seen Hundreds of, not hundreds of times, dozens of times I've seen them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't mean, need to see them again. I remember seeing that short, yeah, in, as a, as a precursor to Frozen. Right. And it completely blew me away. Was that, did you see that at the, at the cinema? At the cinema, yeah. Right, because I don't think I saw Frozen at the cinema. I'm glad I did, just for that short. It's probably on the Blu-ray, I would have thought. Maybe, yeah, Maybe, yeah. Because they normally include them on the Blu-ray, yeah. I think, but, um. So that's my only issue with, um with that is that they're not original right um, films and I think it's a real shame okay Captain EO maybe is a bit sensitive but bring back Honey I Shrunk the Audience mm. you know have something original in that space and it's really it's really frustrating to me that that, that is even offered as a fast pass because <laughs> oh yeah it shouldn't be offered as a fast pass no way <laughs> like if you're, if you're I mean if you've never been to Epcot and you think oh that sounds interesting you don't need a fast pass don't, don't get a fast don't pass don't waste your fast pass on right. it um, because you don't need one I mean, the fast passes for Epcot are really ropey at the moment anyway. Oh, they're shocking. Like, like you literally, you have to, I can't, is it, are the choices frozen? Test track at Soarin'. Test track Soarin', yeah, which is nuts really, because everything else on the list, you don't really need a fast pass for. No. Living with the land, that's what I normally get, don't really need a fast pass for it. I usually, I usually get, so basically every time we're in Epcot, and this is again a little bit of a spoiler for a couple of weeks' time, every time we're in Epcot, we've done... Frozen, uh, Test Track, or Soarin'. Yeah. And then the other two, every single time, Space of Earth, Living with the Land. Yeah, Every too. single time. Every, every single time. I'll alternate between 
whether it's Frozen, Soarin', or Test Track, these days you don't really need it for Soarin'. No, it's, and it's, most most times we've gone for Test Track. Yeah, the weight to, for Soarin' isn't too bad. Um, te- again, Test Track, there is single rider, so yeah. we don't always go for that. I mean, even Frozen now, the queue isn't too horrific for Frozen. No. It, oh, it can get... Obviously, you've got to pick your time of day, but... You know, you can you can work around all three. None mm. of them are ridiculous. Test track is probably if you want to go as a group. Test track is probably the worst. Well, Dono and I will always ride together. Yeah. So we what we what we tend to do with Epcot is for the first two hours of the day, Future World. Mm-hmm. So we'll do. I'll try and get the fast passes off in the morning. Yeah. We'll do. We'll either rope drop test track or soaring, depending on which one we've got fast pass for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then we'll do the fast pass for the one we haven't mm-hmm. rope dropped. Yeah. And then we'll do Limb of the Land or whatever, um, and then head over to World Showcase for Food and Wine. Yeah. And then Frozen will be at some point, potentially, if we've got it. But on one of our days, we didn't need to book Frozen because Adon doesn't like it much. Okay. I I do, so we booked it. Yeah. Um, But one of the days, we didn't need to book it because we booked the... um, Is it Epcot Forever, I think? Epcot Forever um, dessert dessert party. Right, okay. And you get a... It's frozen themed, right? Okay. Um, so you get, you get to watch the fireworks. You get to have apparently unlimited alcohol. <laughs> That's dangerous. So I was like, <laughs> game on. You just like, I, I didn't reread that. Yeah. Sorry what? <laughs> uh, obviously, the Magic Kingdom's dessert <laughs> party. Like, you don't That's get That's where we get your money back. Don't yeah, I? yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I paid a hundred dollars for this. Uh, how much are these cocktails individually? Ten dollars, sir. Challenge accepted. I love ten. <laughs> um. So you get yeah, obviously you get your desserts, you get your free yeah. free beers and cocktails and things, and then after um, I keep saying happy ever after fro- after Frozen Forever, Epcot Forever as yeah. it will be when I'm there, you get escorted to Frozen, where right. you ride as you a, will enjoy this ride as as where you ride as like a dessert party group right okay you get escorted to the front with your dessert friends yeah dessert friends <laughs> I wonder if we get to get like carry our like mimosas on board. <laughs> Not quite finished this one. I'm not really sure. This? I mean, you're going to lose a little bit in the drop, aren't you? I mean, not that, not that much of a drop. I don't know. I don't know if you if you if you had like a drink. Oh yeah, interesting yeah. to see. Can I carry a beer on? With It'd me? be interesting to Absolutely see how not. much of it you lose. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Imagine doing that like rock and roller coaster. Oh my god! Just carrying a cocktail on. That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting because I saw a clip of somebody in a in a plane mm. and they poured water into a cup and then turned the plane around and it didn't go out of the cup. Oh really? So if you went in the loop. The first loop in Rock and Roller Coaster. I wonder whether you'd lose it or not. Well, I reckon you'd lose I'm sure it. Sure, it's in like the... centripetal or whatever. It's I reckon you. I reckon but... you'd where you'd lose it is the corkscrew. Don't know, because the plane did a corkscrew. Oh, okay. So then it'd be interesting to see. I mean, they're, they're never going to let you do it. But well, a cup of water is not going to cause any harm to the ride, is it? I don't know. It's quite an old ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go there. And go, well, we'll just do an experiment here. Yeah. Let us on. Cup of water. Do you think I'll let us on? I mean, you could try You could try it when they're about to close close it in Paris, aren't they? Have they already closed That's it? That's this weekend, I think. Yeah. So you quick, quickly get over just there. Just get over there now, just yeah. Just catch the last ride. It's like, can we just do an experiment? Yeah. Do you mind? I mean, you're going to shut that ride down anyway, so, you know. If we you are replacing the track, aren't you? Yeah. Can we have the track? <laughs> can you just move it over to this empty lot? And we'll, we'll can you imagine? Just move it to Worthing Seafront. <laughs> I mean, Get the be, wheel out of the way. It'd be the best attraction in Worthing. Oh, by far. Yeah. Get the wheel out of the way. That's rubbish. Um, yeah, so 
I mean, the thing, the thing with the short film festival, mm. what I find weird is, it's the same with Figment, they haven't announced any change to that area. That, that was the most surprising thing for me about D23. Yeah. It, and I think a lot of... So someone on Twitter was replying to me who seemed to have inside knowledge. I don't, okay. I don't quite know how, but they were saying... Were they sort of shady? Were they wearing sunglasses and like a trench coat? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And they, were seem, they seemed to say that this is like the first phase, Spaceship yeah. Earth being reinvented, the whole hub area, Guardians, um, Moana's Magic Water... Yeah. show whatever that's going to be that looks terrible um, <laughs> is the first phase second phase will be new pavilion in world showcase yeah. and figment being reimagined right, and I would okay. kind of get it if they're doing it in, in phases because they can't just close half the park well Hollywood Studios did but you can't <laughs> just close maybe, half maybe the park. they're learning from their experiences <laughs> yeah. Ryan maybe but they are I would have thought to get a reaction from D23 they would have said look it's not happening just now Yeah, but don't worry Figment's getting a, a nice little overlay and Dreamfind is coming back. That's yeah. all they needed to no, say. That's exactly. They they didn't need to say when it was... It's like it's kind of like with Spaceship Earth. They, they haven't they said s- when it's closing. They haven't said when it's closing. They haven't said when it's reopening. They haven't said anything about... They uh, they gave us a few kind of like concept art pictures and things mm. like that, which are a bit, you know, questionable. A bit worrying, like, yeah. Because uh, I had another look. Obviously, we, we spoke with um, Epcot Queen about mm. all the Epcot changes and... And we said that about the Moana scene. And when you look at it, you look back at it, it is very Moana-y. Oh, it's definitely it's not just Moana. It's not just a, a stingray in the sky. It's there the, is but, a it's, boat. It's like Moana's boat. Yeah. yeah. It's like how, how you couldn't think that was Moana. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, and that's worrying for me. Yeah. I think if Chapek ruins Spacey Birth, he's gone. It's, it's a dangerous game to play there, isn't it? Oh, I think if, if, if Epcot, for Epcot fans, there are many of them. And they're yeah. very passionate about the vision of the park. The vision of the park and very, very passionate about Spaceship Birth. Yeah. If Chapek screws that up, mm-hmm. he's gone, mm. I think. I, he may already, I mean, based on what I'm hearing, he, he might not be around for much longer anyway. Right, okay. Um, because if, if Galaxy's Edge fails, yeah, I mean, in, Disney's, in Disney's eyes, yeah, I mean, uh, was, Bob Iger's going to want someone to take the fall. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a failure at the moment. I would agree. Um, but obviously, we don't, you know, you see the fun. You, we don't see obviously see the financials, and they obviously have certain targets they're expecting. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think with with locals being Disneyland focused, yeah, you can only put the annual passes up so much before people just go, I can't afford that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're gonna see that first at Disneyland because it's mostly locals that go. Yeah. And where whereas Disney World is mostly, I'd say, international travel travelers and people outside of Florida, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of them anyway. Yeah. Um, they're going to still continue to go because they just save for a little bit longer, right? It's, yeah, it's still a big holiday. It's still a, it's still like a a dream destination to go to, isn't it, as a holiday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Disneyland, if, it, if it's all locals and they go, well, I'm sorry, I just can't afford that annual pass anymore. Yeah. That's where you see the drop-offs. And I think it just happened to be this summer where they increased the prices too much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've we've seen blackout dates, haven't we? I don't know. Have they... Well, they reversed those eventually. Oh, did they? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, still, the crowd still didn't come. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to watch and see how how the crowds develop over time. Because obviously, yeah, we've seen cuts and we've seen ticket increases and we've seen you know all sorts of things going on, all sort of cost saving measures that Disney have yeah. been doing. And you know, yes, maybe so far it hasn't affected them too much, but maybe we're starting to see what well, Disneyland of that. Disneyland just this past weekend has cut all of its live entertainment during the day okay. because. 
they, have, they weren't getting the attendance over the summer. Right, okay. Now, to me, that's not the right attitude. Mm. That is not the right attitude. That's not going to bring people back, that, is that, it? that, for me, is someone like Chapek, and whether it's him or not, I don't know. It's someone like him going, oh, we're not making as much money, let's cut things to make that money back. Yeah. Whereas what they <laughs> should be doing is Disney. You know, they're not a small company. Yeah. What Disney should be doing is going, let's introduce a new daytime show. Mm-hmm. Let's bring people in. And bring new people in. Not new people, but it wouldn't bring the people back. And it's it? not difficult, right? You just bring in um, the... Um, oh, what are they called? I can't remember. Bring in, bring in the... Um, this is going to really annoy people. The singing uh, quartet. Bring them in. Combine them with a, another stage, castle stage show. Mm-hmm. Boom. You've got something that's never happened before. Yeah. Um, bring in a trolley car. Bring in a horse. It's like literally... like They've all rehearsed stuff before. Job done. You've got a new show up. Nothing. Yeah. If Bob's listening, I want. To, I should be head of parks and resorts. <laughs> he's just gonna hand over his job. That's what he's gonna. He's just like. You, you could know. have it. Yeah. He'd probably do it at this point, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do that job. Yeah. Great. Yeah. The first thing I'm gonna do is um, cancel Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios <laughs> and bring back. Uh, but we've already spent ten million on this. I don't care. I don't care. You kind of move. No, just just move it. Yeah, bring it back. Pick it up. Bring move back. It. Uh, bring back. Great movie, right? All the animatronics have been destroyed. They were terrible anyway. We'll put new ones in. <laughs> I mean, they needed to destroy them anyway. Yeah. If they if they were going to change that ride, they needed to gut it and do yeah. it again. Like give it a brand new look. Um, you know, keep the general idea of the attraction. Yeah. But you know, you got to change these things over time. You just can't. You can't keep them ticking over. hundred percent. Yeah. You know. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting time for Disney parks at the minute, and I think yeah. for what I'm hearing at Universal, it's an interesting time at Universal as well because, according to rumours, they don't necessarily know what's going on with Epic Universe the same as we don't. Um, okay. There's there's that's why Michael's been bought in, um, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, these are people talking to people who are talking to people who are talking to people. Yeah, um, I mean, you would have you would like to hope that obviously a brand new land they they've got. Can, they've got a vision set out for it. You think so? Um, you know, they're not going to announce it and then be like, "Oh, uh, we've announced it, but we didn't. Have, we didn't know what we're doing." Yeah. Kind of the the biggest problem that Disney have got though is that they they have they set up these grand visions and then halfway through they suddenly make cuts. Yeah. And there's no real reason for it. They're making money. They're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I know that box office versus Disney parks is a different kind of revenue streams for them. But they're one, still one company. Yeah, as a company as a whole, they're still making a lot of money. So invest that into the parks as well as into yeah. your new movies. And I, I just think, you know, especially, I think the biggest example of that, as we said earlier, is, is Toy Story Land. Because when you look at the original concept art, there was more to Slinky Dog Coaster than, than they actually built. Yeah. There was more to the land than they actually built. And very you can very easily see how many corners were cut when you walk into that land because it's already, for, for want of a better phrase, falling apart. Yeah. I mean, when we were there, Wheezy wasn't working. No. And that was, what, two months after opening? Yeah, I think the biggest shock for us was when we got on the attraction. It was like, we saw the paint coming off. We saw the, yeah. like, whatever it is, foam padding, yeah. like, flaking and things like that. And two, three months. It had only been open two, three months. And it was just like, wow. And okay. you can say, you can say, oh, that's guests, you know, tearing it apart and stuff. Well, yeah. okay. it doesn't happen to every attraction. Well, yeah, for one, I get that, and people are, are idiots. Yeah. But two, look at attractions like Big Thunder, Space Mountain. They still look great mm. 40 years on. Yeah. Well, not Everest. 
Um, oh, sorry, you didn't say Everest. I said th- Big Thunder. Big and, Thunder, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And space. When you said Big Thunder, my mind immediately went to Everest for some reason. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I mean, Everest is broken. Yeah. Um, you can you can thank Joe Joe Rody for that. Um, but no, don't worry. He's 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 sorting out um, an island for cruise ships to visit now. So he's focusing on that. Obviously, you get the important things done. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, you know when we when you say about the I can't think of his. I, uh, who's the guy? You didn't say a name of the Imagineer of. of I can't remember his name. No. But yeah, I mean, you see this in like not just the obviously in Imagineering, but you see it in the like video game industry when big people leave those sort of industries. There's always speculation about oh, is it because the land failed and mm. things like that? But it could just be a case of his job is done. Yeah, he's finished what he was doing, and now he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go and and um, design a hotel. Exactly, he wants to go and work on the brand new, uh, brand new um, theme park. Theme park. I couldn't yeah. get my word out there. Brand new theme park that Universal are building. Why would why you not? Would you, why would you not want to do that? Mm. You know, it's not like if he if in five ten years down the line he's finished what he wanted to do at Universal. There's no reason why Disney would not rehire him. No, exactly. You know, if he's if he's good at what he does, yeah. Why would they not rehire him? No, so, I agree. As long as they left on good terms, there's no reason why. Exactly. And, and to be honest, by that point, Chappick, Iger, that whole group is gone. Yeah. Um, presuming Chappick's not going for the CEO role, mm-hmm. I, I think if he does, that's a stupid move by Disney. Yeah. Because um, it's very clear he can't do his job now. <laughs> uh, he's literally. I don't know if you saw the opening ceremony, but. I don't want, I don't dislike him as a person, but he's the most unengaging person that you could possibly listen to. Yeah. And he's not excited by anything. Like, you expect for a land opening like Axe's Edge, you'd, you'd be like, on it, like super excited. I'm really, yeah. you know, really happy. With that. Yeah. Let's, let's make this a big deal. Considering just, that's his job. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like he's the CEO of Disney. He's not the CEO of everything Disney does. No. So he, you know. You've got to be passionate. He, you should be passionate yeah, about he, the parks. He, all, that's all he does. Yeah. So he should be passionate Social about pass- it. Even, even if you're not, yeah. right, and you're in it for the money, which we, we all are to a certain extent. Yeah. You've got to put on an act, right? Yeah. As he will say, cast members are on stage, right? That's why they're called cast members. Mm-hmm. Why is he not one? <laughs> you know, he's the most unengaged person, really boring to listen to. You know, if I'm on stage opening Galaxy's Edge, I'm, I'm, I'm doing cartwheels onto the stage. Yeah. You know? I've got streamers hidden up sleeves, ready to go. <laughs> Just... But, I mean, the thing is that I guess it's difficult. At the end of the day, he is, he's not a CEO, but he is kind of the CEO of the parks. He's a businessman. Like, yeah. That, that's the thing. And I think that's the problem, though. He you need an Imagineer in that yeah, role. Yeah, because he doesn't come up with the ideas. No. He just signs the checks. Basically, thought, yeah. You know. And reports into Bob Iger, who goes, that's too expensive. Exactly. Oh. It's, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like Bob Iger. Yeah. He's not coming up with the ideas. No. It's the, it's the people actually doing the work mm. and coming... Mm. At, it's, it's kind of like, again, with the Imagineer that did Galaxy's Edge, it's difficult to, it would be difficult to pin it on one person. Agreed, yeah. you know... He's got bosses, and those bosses would have had to approve. If they really wanted Tatooine, they would have said, no, you're doing Tatooine. I agree, yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's just because he, he may have been ahead of, in charge of the vision of the, of the land and things like that, but he's got to report to people that would say, no, you're doing this wrong, or yes, you're doing yeah, it yeah. right. So I do believe, though, that um, the person in charge of Disney parks and resorts should be an Imagineer. Yeah, he should have... 
he he should have you know spent the time doing the the, the same things that Imagineers do and you know coming up with little rides and lands and everything like yeah. that and have a vested interest in the parks yeah as opposed to just thinking about the bottom line oh completely because yeah that doesn't that doesn't bring um, creativity no and and I think as we said before with um, you've got Disney as a whole you know they've got their, they've got so many different branches to the business now but each branch supports each other. You yeah, know, the film front, the film business supports the parks. The parks support mm. the films. If you if you come out with all these new films, you put them into the parks. People will go to the parks and they'll watch the films. And yeah, it's, it's and all I, interconnected. I think what you've seen with Bob Iger is um, he is really passionate about TV because he came from a TV background in okay. Disney, within Disney. Right. He's very passionate about TV. He's very passionate about movies, and you've seen that with the. The acquisitions that he's made and the massive, right? yeah, the massive investment that they've done to like the Marvel universe. And exactly, like you've seen that. Yeah. And the problem with him is that he, he's not as interested in the parks, and mm-hmm. you can see that the park under his tenure, Disney Animation Studios, Pixar, um, and the and live action movie making has excelled mm-hmm. tenfold. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. He's done a great job there. Disney Parks. Not so much. Yeah, I mean, um, we've seen some great things under his wing. No, 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 don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, but not as much as Eisner. Right. Okay. Now he was super passionate about the parks. He loved the parks, and probably and under his wing, Disney movies didn't do particularly well <laughs> as a whole. That's a whole. the thing. I think it's I'm diffi- talking about as a whole. Yeah. yeah, I think it's difficult to. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to find somebody that's in that's passionate about all of it. Yeah. Um, and it is going to be difficult to a degree, but you probably almost need somebody, the the, the Bob Chapek person, mm. to be pushing the parks to Bob Iger. Yeah, he needs saying, someone excited. Yeah, he needs to get him on side, and he needs to get him excited about the parks and say it really push it. Maybe maybe Chapek hasn't done that as much as he, he doesn't should. seem like he he doesn't seem any more to me than a businessman. Mm. And I think, in my opinion. Someone leading Disney parks should be more than just a simple businessman or woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably need you you need like a Bob Iger person who's passionate about the films. You need a him, who's passionate about the theme parks ahead of the theme parks. So then, because obviously the films make a lot more money than the theme parks would do, and so, you, well, I think you'd be surprised how much the parks make. Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, last year, what the film was made seven billion at the box office. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna. I'll try and carry on talking. I'll try and find the, the figures. So you would have thought you you probably need somebody if the films, if the films are ahead. Whatever's whatever's the biggest revenue earner for Disney. Yeah. You need somebody that's in charge of that, to be at the top because that's what they're really pushing. That's if, if that's their big money earner, then you need to focus on that. But you need people at each department. To really like spearhead that department, yeah. To really and push it up to the person at the top to say, you know, oh, we need to invest in this. We need to invest in this. Well, Disney. So Disney Parks last year made a mm. profit of four point five billion. Profit, right? Okay. So that's that's big. Yeah. That's that's huge. Um, now we don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head the profit the movies made, mm. but I mean four point five billion is massive. Yeah, for profit that is huge, isn't it? Um, so, but. I think I think Bob Chapek, as much as people can dislike him, he's obviously done. He's obviously made Disney a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But what he's missing, I think, is he doesn't seem to have a. If he does have a creative mind, mm-hmm. I don't think he's we've not seen showing it. it right I don't think we've seen it, and maybe he shows it behind closed doors. Yeah. But for me, and he was on stage at D twenty three. There's no passion in what he's saying. 
There really isn't. He's just... It's all... You know, he came on stage, I think there was a... There were a lot of singers for Epcot Forever and stuff, and he's just at the background, like, not smiling, not interested. Yeah. And I think for me, if I'm on stage and I'm bringing about Epcot's vision and I've got the, the new um, sound to Epcot, I'm there, like, you know, dancing away. Yeah. In the back. And, yeah, yeah. I, I might get turned into a gif and made a fall of, but... You you damn well know that Disney Park fans are on your side. Yeah, and you know if you're excited if you're excited about it, then the fans are going to be excited about it and things like that, aren't you? And I don't and think I know any Disney Parks fan. Yeah. That likes Bob Chappell. <clears throat> right. And it, that's a concern. Yeah, I mean, when you see you see all the cuts that they've made, things like yes, we've seen you know Galaxy's Edge, we've seen Pandora, we've seen Toy Story Land, which is debatable. Mm. Um, we've seen like investments in the other parks as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just talk about Disney World, um, but we have seen investments around the world. And they've bought Disneyland that. Paris, so let's not yeah, forget that. They've exactly. taken over completely that park. They have done some good things. Shanghai. Yeah, of, of course, yeah. And, and you know, there's massive investments into, into Tokyo yeah. and Shanghai. They're spending, um, they're, they're spending billions on yeah, the parks. And Hong Kong yeah, as well. Billions. That's the thing. They're spending a lot of money, um, but when you see the cuts that they're also making... Mm. The, well, you, you're sort of giving with one hand and then you're taking away with the other. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem yeah. they've got. Um, and also, from what we understand, what's planned and what's actually made is there's a lot, lot of cuts in between. Yeah, so you always have to take what, what they show you with a pinch of salt, don't you? I think, don't, in my opinion, if the budget's been signed off to get something done, mm-hmm. that's when you reveal it to everyone. Yeah. If you think, if either there's a chance that, oh, Tony Stark's house at Epcot, Hmm. which it is it, it looks like Tony Stark's house um, <laughs> the glorified beer garden yeah um, if that's got a chance of being cut don't show it yeah don't talk about it exactly you can't you can't show it and then two years down the line you show another concept art and it's completely changed yeah like you know and, and you would have thought the only reason for doing that is budgetary reasons aren't, isn't it you're yeah. not, not going to show a concept art if you if you then turn around and say if the imagine is then turn around and say well, we can't build that yeah <laughs> it's like you've only given us you've only given us a hundred million to do that yeah. uh, this is a five billion project yeah it's like you wouldn't have thought they would do that no you'd hope that they wouldn't do that no and so you think you know that's only going to disappoint fans isn't it if you show them one thing and then two years down the line you show them something else and then two years down the line when they actually built it it's completely different again that seems to be what happened with Toy Story Land it is yeah um, Galaxy's Edge seemed a little bit closer to where it should have been mm-hmm. but uh, from what I understand originally we had three attractions planned right okay so already they made cut the two yeah I mean there was there was that um, kind of like footage of the was it the oh the um the banther. I was going to say banther, and I yeah. thought, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There was footage of that, isn't it? And you so don't they cut that. Obviously, well, it's difficult, isn't it? You don't know what was confirmed, and you know there was, could be another was twenty that, videos. Of was that really, exactly? Was that really early prototype, and they decided, no, this is crap. We're not mm. going to do it. Mm. Um, or maybe you don't know. That's coming in Tatooine, Disneyland Paris, because you know banthers don't live on Batu; they live yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. So maybe so, we haven't seen it. Exactly. You, it's difficult to sort of like judge some of these things that get leaked yeah. you have to be careful about them don't you but like, for me yeah I mean, going back to Galaxy's Edge when we all started I think the biggest disappointment with the land and I'm not disappointed by the land as a whole at all is that I don't get to see some of my favourite characters like General Grievous like Darth Vader like Darth Maul like Sidious and, and, and that is the only part that I'm a little bit I mean Grievous as a whole is massively underrepresented yeah. at any Star Wars element of any Disney book but, but I understand 
the need to ground it in, in one area. Well, exactly. I think I think you, you sort of mentioned all those names and they're spread across the, the entire like 40, franchise. 30, years. So, yeah. you know, you can't... I don't think you could ever... Unless you were going to build an absolutely vast land with, like... But with a section based on each trilogy mm. with multiple rides, like two rides per trilogy. Yeah. Um, which they're not really going to do. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Just open up a brand new park. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even need to call it anything else. Just Star Wars. Just, just no. The park's just called a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and well, that, I mean, that's the length of the names we would expect these days from Disney. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, unless they're going to do that, you, you're not going to get every character. They need to focus on a particular time period. Mm. Um, and you know, I don't see them focusing on the original, uh, the the prequel trilogy. Given how much kind of like controversy there is over, huh. over there's a lot of controversy over this trilogy. Well, there fair. is a lot of controversy, um, but I think if they were going to go for one one controversial one over the other, I think that it makes sense to pick the new trilogy, which uh, yeah. is obviously in the mind. It is it's in the minds of everyone at the moment. Yeah, I agree, and I think the other thing is, uh, Star Wars fans seem to think the original. A lot of Star Wars fans, I should say, seem to think the original trilogy is. Is gold dust. It's the best thing ever made. Return of the Jedi is not a good film. Yeah, I mean, they all have their ups and downs, don't they? Like, in, in all of the kind of sagas that they've got, mm. in all the trilogies that they've got, you know, there are great moments in the prequel I, trilogy. I, I, there are 100%. great moments in the original trilogy, but at the same time, there are bad moments in Ewoks. both of them. I mean, Ewok's a terrible idea. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. awful. Terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Um, there are some very weak points in both. In, 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 every, in every film. And, yeah. and there's, you know what? There's weak films. There's weak... Um, parts in every movie. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. No, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. So I think Star Wars fans, you tend to like what you grew up with. Yeah, I'm a fan of the prequel trilogy as much as I'm a fan of the original trilogy because in 1999, when Phantom Menace came out, I was eight. Mm-hmm. The perfect age to watch a Star Wars film at the cinema. Yeah. So I love the prequel trilogy. I also love the new movies. I also love the original trilogy, which I watched on video when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for Galaxy's Edge. I know you are as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that really is the is the crux of this entire <laughs> this Epcot episode. episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, we promise we will do Epcot reviews at some point in the near future. Um, do go and give us a five star rating on uh, the iTunes podcast app. And um, yes, go and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And visit our website, themeparktrader.com, where you can currently win a seven-day trip to Walt Disney World. So, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Ah, there you are. And just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota. And they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>